This is section twenty two of Mark Twain speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Political speech. Republican mass meeting. Allen Hall, Hartford, September thirtieth, eighteen seventy six. Read by John Greenman. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel very greatly honored in being chosen to preside at this meeting. This employment is new to me. I never have taken any part in a political canvass before, except to vote. The tribe of which I am the humblest member, the literary tribe, is one which is not given to bothering about politics, but there are times when even the strangest departures are justified, and such a season, I take it, is the present canvas. Someone asked me the other day why it was that nearly all the people who write books and magazines had lately come to the front and proclaimed their political preference, since such a thing had probably never occurred before in America. And why it was that almost all of this strange new band of volunteers marched under the banner of hayes and wheeler i think these people have come to the front mainly because they think they see at last a chance to make this government a good government because they think they see a chance to institute an honest and sensible system of civil service which shall so amply prove its worth and worthiness that no succeeding president can ever venture to put his foot upon it our present civil system born of general jackson and the democratic party is so idiotic so contemptible so grotesque that it would make the very savages of Dahomey jeer, and the very gods of solemnity laugh. We will not hire a blacksmith who never lifted a sledge. We will not hire a schoolteacher who does not know the alphabet. We will not have a man about us in our business life, in any walk of life, low or high, unless he has served an apprenticeship, and can prove that he is capable of doing the work he offers to do. We even require a plumber to know something about his business, so that he shall at least know which side of a pipe is the inside. But when you come to our civil service, we serenely fill great numbers of our minor public offices with ignoramuses. We put the vast business of a custom-house in the hands of a flathead who does not know a bill of lading from a transit of Venus, never having heard of either of them before. Under a treasury appointment we pour oceans of money and accompanying statistics through the hands and brain of an ignorant villager who never before could wrestle with a two weeks' wash-bill without getting thrown. Under our consular system 
we send creatures all over the world who speak no language but their own and even when it comes to that go wading all their days through the blood of murdered tenses and flourishing the scalps of mutilated parts of speech when forced to it we order home a foreign ambassador who is frescoed all over with 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 uh, indiscreetnesses but we immediately send one in his place whose moral ceiling has a perceptible shady tint to it and then he brays when we supposed he was going to roar we carefully train and educate our naval officers and military men and we ripen and perfect their capabilities through long service and experience and keep hold of these excellent servants through a just system of promotion this is exactly what we hope to do with our civil service under mr hayes we hope and expect to sever that service as utterly from politics as is the naval and military service and we hope to make it as respectable too we hope to make worth and capacity the sole requirements of the civil service in the place of the amount of party dirty work the candidate has done by the time general hawley has finished his speech i think you will know why we in this matter put our trust in hayes in preference to any other man i am not going to say anything about our candidates for state offices because you know them honor them and will vote for them but general hawley being comparatively a stranger i will say a single word in commendation of him and it will furnish one of the many reasons why i am going to vote for him for congress i ask you to look seriously and thoughtfully at just one almost incredible fact general hawley in his official capacity as president of the centennial commission has done one thing which you may not have heard commented upon and yet it is one of the most astounding performances of this decade an act almost impossible perhaps to any other public officer in this nation general hawley has taken as high as one hundred and twenty one thousand dollars gate money at the centennial in a single day and never stole a cent of it end of political speech read by john greenman